0: Hello, hello! It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Matthew Crosby. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. It is great to be back. I think I've been off for about two or three months, so it is great to be back with you. This is episode 48 with Matthew Crosby. Matthew is a comedian, a writer, a podcast host, a radio presenter... Um, He's also just a lovely guy who loves chatting music, so pretty much my ideal guest. Uh, First things first, great playlist. We have a blend of some classics, some songs I hadn't heard before, a few fun silly songs, which is always nice. Uh, And then this was a really fun recording. Uh, Matthew did warn me at the start that I might need to reel him in a little bit, and I just didn't. So we ended up chatting for for nearly three hours. Um, I did try to edit it down as best I could, but it's just very funny and interesting so it's difficult to lose stuff um so that's why this episode is out in two parts but i promise it's worth it it's a it's a great episode if you're new to the show welcome i'd just like to, to direct you to my spotify profile which has all of the playlists from the shows and um, so we release those on a monday typically before the episode coming out on a thursday so if you're interested in listening to any of the songs that we're talking about link is in the description you can find me on spotify at mixtape and identity all one word and follow the instagram Uh, At Mixtape and Identity for any and all updates. I will be back at the end of the show, but for now, we'll get into episode 48, part one of Mixtape and Identity with Matthew Cottsby. So, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? That is a
1: good question. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it depends on what you consider to be music um okay. because there's always music in the house you know the radio's right. on a lot um i listen to a lot of music on spotify but obviously having little kids mm-hmm. that know what is you know, what we're playing is often geared towards kids and we're in a stage now where i'm trying uh to listen to music i like that i think the kids will also like right that's kind okay, of that's yeah. so, so like during the during the daytime if i'm in with the kids i'm trying to i put a thing out on twitter recently to ask like what are the because the beatles is the first one you think of for me yeah because it was the, one of the first bands like my parents love the beatles and uh, yeah. there's so many songs which are basically kind of like kids songs you know not just the octopus's garden and yellow Submarine, the ringo songs but also obla di is a big hit with my uh, eldest daughter who's three and a half loves mm-hmm. it and i know it's an unpopular you know it's not one of the songs that people go oh you love the beatles your favorite song must be able to but um but i loved yeah. it when i was a kid and i sort of i never re realized that it wasn't a cool choice you know so i mm. loved it so much right so i love the fact that my um that my daughter is really into it and um i've played her other songs by paul mccartney just to kind of check where her her yeah, sure. Because <laughs> she loves the frog chorus as well. She, lo- which I was really into as a okay. kid, loves the the the, the frog chorus. The, the song he did for Rupert the Bear with all the frogs singing. Um, but um, there's this these. He, I played her English Tea. Have you ever heard Paul McCartney's English Tea? Do you know that song? I don't think I have. No, <laughs> it's. I mean, I, and I say this as a huge Paul McCartney fan who I think is, you know, he can basically do no wrong. But this right. might be some of his, this might be one of the things he's done wrong. It's a really, <laughs> it's a little bit like the song from uh, Spinal Tap, Cups and Cakes. It's okay. a bit like it's a bit like that. It's it's got that kind of vibe to it. It's uh, it's like, um, will you come and sit with me for a cup of English tea, very twee, very me, every Sunday morning? And I played that to her to sort of go like, and she was like, no, I don't like this. This is a bad song. I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. So you do have some critical faculties. We'll go back to obla Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but and then of course a lot of we'll get into this in the list because I put some I put some kids music in just because it's very much in my. In my uh, world at the moment, right. But we sure. listen to a guy called Nick Cope as well, who okay. now Nick Cope. I'd never heard of him before I started watching CBBS, but oh, he the was Nick Cope podcast, the Nick Cope podcast, exactly. But he has like a he's part of the Oxford or he was part of the Oxford scene that sort of spawned Radiohead and Supergrass, and he was in a band, a band called the Candy Skins, who I think had a bigger success in America, but never really had much success anywhere. Right, okay. I hope that's not unfair to say to the Candy Skins but they certainly passed me by as a sort of indie rock kid of the nineties. Yeah. Um, but I love that TV show and his songs are brilliant. And currently mm-hmm. like, you know, these things, you know, the kids, they go in real, like, I mean, I'm, I was the same as well. They're really obsessive about a thing for three weeks and then they never want to hear about it ever again. You yeah, know, so, so like the, the, you know, so the, the, phases are like, for example, if Nick Cope put, if Nick Cope said, "Oh, I'm going to come and play a gig in London, Mm-hmm. I would have to really um and on as to whether or not to buy tickets because right, who okay. knows by the time the gig rolls around whether or not my daughter's still going to be interested in that. Sure. Um yeah. But yeah, so like there's always music in the house and there's always I'm, I'm, like you know if I'm if I'm going out for a run or if I'm you know if I'm just going for a walk out my own I feel like I listen to a lot of a lot of music. I mm. still yeah, I still always always need something. Podcasts okay. to fall asleep to or if right. I'm doing something really like mind-numbingly boring like the laundry then that's podcast sure. so the brain has to be a bit more like thinky yeah yeah but
0: I do okay. I, li- I listen to music all the time okay and when you listen to music for you then are you going back to all familiar or are you trying to find new stuff or what's the what's the go-to I mean it's a, it's a little from column A a little from column B sure but
1: column A is massive it's mm. huge <laughs> like right. I try as much as I can like the, the thing I found actually I've started doing is I go back to eras I know quite well and explore other areas around it. Right. So, like, I'm a big fan of the 70s. So when I was a kid, I was really into Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. I mean, even, even like, you know, late Beatles is, is kind of early early 70s, Paul McCartney solo stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, Crosby, Seals, Nash & Young, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that might be 60s. But anyway, yeah, th- so I'll, I'll go back to i'll go back to the 70s and go which bands from the 70s did i not know that much about right um or which bands from the 80s did i not know much about and i and try try to go in that way Mm -hmm. i try and i i do try and listen to new music and what i what tends to happen is i i just listen to a lot of bands that sound like bands from the 70s (laughs) 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 all right you know like there's a real habit at the moment for lots of bands you know like the kind of um sports team and yard act and those kind of bands yeah. that sound a bit like a bunch of bands that i already like they sound right. a bit like art brutes they sound a bit like the fall they sound mm. a bit like pavement right so i'm kind of you know i guess a bit like pulp as well in the case of y- yard act i feel like they've got that kind of thing going on so i don't i don't i don't str- I mean, you know i don't stray too far from familiar territory yeah sure um which is, is bad really because i like you know i i i would i would like to i'd like to have more of a kind of um uh a, a broader palette but sure. ultimately i like people with guitars that's just that's just what i like i just it was just it was just drummed into me yeah, ni- yeah. you know the the 90s were a were a terrible time for you know indoctrination <laughs> of young men yeah absolutely. <laughs> music is people with guitars <laughs> and also be a misogynist <laughs> and I've, I'm, I'm w- one of those I'm very happy uh, clinging on to, right? Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've been the same for a long time. It's only actually been through doing this show and uh, listening to other people, other people's music that I've been able to broaden my horizons. Because I feel like you need to be in a specific mood, I think, to listen to new stuff or listen to new genres. Like you need yeah. to, like, I, I, I do this thing a lot where. I know I'm going to enjoy something, but if it's going to challenge me in any way, I'll put it off. Yes. Like, that's, like, that's absolutely like the new
1: Kendrick album. Um, right. I, you know, which I do really like, I really like, and, and, uh, a, a, you know, friend of mine was saying, you've got to listen to it. You've got to listen mm-hmm. to it. And I knew a it was outside of my wheelhouse. Cause I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know, uh, hip hop really. Right. As a, you know, as a, a broad, as a broad genre. I know a bit, but I don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and B it's just i, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy listen and it isn't an easy listen yeah it's a really cha- it's a really challenging piece of uh, uh, piece of work and you go like oh i could I you know i could just listen to green day <laughs> 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 which is such a lame it's yeah. such a lame thing but you go i i you know i i know what i'm going to get from this yeah it's
0: pathetic yeah and i don't know yeah, no, that. i'm, I'm the same. I do it with tv shows all the time like i like e- even stuff i know i've enjoyed before like uh succession yeah i'm um, big fan of succession haven't watched the, the most recent series it's available to me like i know i'm gonna enjoy it yeah but i just i've not been able to put myself in the mindset to watch something that i know i'm gonna have to concentrate on oh just... well, yeah absolutely
1: my, my my wife is is like that as well where she she goes i've got the measure of this show i i get what it is like um mm. so it means that i i often end up the shows i want to watch that she doesn't want to watch i end up not really watching because right if we if we're together we're watching telly together and we watch telly yeah. for about an hour max yeah. a night and um and so if i know there's something she's like man i'm just not bothered about this anymore um right. it's quite hard like i love yeah. i love the tv show Barry but it basically yeah. i can basically only only ever watch it now she, we watched the first series together uh, maybe even we watched the first sort of three quarters of the first series together and then she was like yep i get it I absolutely get what the show is and it's really, really well done, but I'm just not that bothered. Right. And so I have to just find, but actually I did with, with that. I did like because it's like, that's my little treat. A thing that's yeah, just, sure. that's just for me. Yeah. And because those ta- you know, the times when she's out and I'm in a pretty few and far between, mm-hmm. I kind of really, I really enjoy those moments. Right. But I don't have yeah, anything yeah. like that with music because music, I think is, we, obviously we listen to stuff all together you know we yeah. play, play stuff in the car or we play stuff around the house but there's so many more chances to be you know like if i wanted to i could yeah. be listening to my own stuff all day when i'm working or just when i'm out yeah, and about yeah. so I, I know yeah so i do exactly i completely know what you mean it's t- yeah. it's just it's just too easy to go especially with like I've, i have like you know I've, I've obviously in the last 20 years fallen away from the charts but I yeah, sure. you know that there's, there's none of those kind of appointments that I used to make, you know, there's none of that like watching Top of the Pops or watching Jules Holland or watching The Word. Yeah. Or, you know, uh or listening to the evening session on Radio 1. All of that's gone. So all the ways I'd, you know, so now it's basically like if I like a new band it's because they play them a lot on Six Music. Right, sure. That's
0: it. Yeah. And I yeah, I think you'll you'll get that from some of the songs I've chosen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, and again, I've talked about this on the show uh, before, but it's it's a similar thing I have with um albums and playlists as well. Like I I've lost a little bit the um the, the this sound really wanky, but like the joy of listening to an album. Uh because if I don't like a particular song, every other song is readily available to me, so I'll yeah. just skip it and never go back to it. And then if I look back at some of my like my old stuff, like the stuff that I my my sort of comfort songs so many of those are like our songs that took me a little bit of time to really get on the album or like yeah you had to understand the context to really understand them. I don't really do that as much anymore I just sort of like I've got a playlist so I'll skip on and yeah. it's not a good look for the host of a podcast about playlists to be slagging <laughs> off playlists but um but that's where we are
1: no but I know I know exactly what you mean and I also as well I don't know I, I don't know how old you are, but I was um and it's one of the great tragedies of people my age is that i grew up in the era of the cassette and obviously right. I know, like you know there are still bands that put out cassettes in a very cool retro way but sure. i um like i had so many my pets threw out a load of my cassettes and i was devastated but i don't even think i've got a thing that you can play cassettes on anymore I've still got mm. loads of cassettes but i can't play them right um uh, and then you know obviously i then replaced them on cds and i don't really listen to... i've got a cd player i've got all my mm-hmm. cds but i don't really you know pair up the two yeah. But one of the good things about cassettes was, you put it on, and yes, of course, you could fast forward, mm-hmm. but it was an inexact science. You know, yeah. when the CD came along, and you could just literally skip a track, boom. You know, I, I I did like that about the cassette. But then also, when I was listening to cassettes, I was, you know, all I had was time. I was yeah, sixteen yeah. years old. Yeah, I had just, t- I, you know, I would wake up early in the morning. I'd go and do my paper round. I'd take my Walkman out with me. I would, you know, right. listen to i don't know the holy bible by the Main street preachers or an album by nirvana or monster by rem or i'm trying to think of all the things that would have been around at that time and yeah you know especially like an out al- you know an album like i had Incesticide, the nirvana compilation and there are loads of like really some of their weirdest oddest stuff that mm-hmm. as someone who loved nevermind which is basically kind of like a a, a pop album you know right um with a lot of with a lot of screaming and distorted guitars but there's a lot of pop hooks in it it yeah. was quite a it was quite a challenging record in sesta it was quite hard to kind of get get your head around but mm-hmm. some of the most challenging songs became some of my favorite songs because i was just forced to you know i couldn't i couldn't uh stop listening you know i, I yeah I, I, you know I, I had to just kind of push through i was yeah. on you know i was i was on my bike with my headphones in there's nothing i could do i just had to yeah. listen to i don't know yeah mexican seafood or something i don't know but yeah <laughs> it's um so so yeah I, I i that's the thing and like when a new album came out i would um yeah i would go home and i would like lie on my bed and listen to it yeah you know really i would just go this is it i'm going to just focus on listening to this record mm. and um if i lay on my bed and listen to a record now at any point during the day my wife who also works from home would think i was clinically depressed <laughs> even if i was listening to katrina and the waves greatest hits she'd be <laughs> like oh something's gone on here what's what's happening but i used to love it you know he- yeah, yeah, yeah. headphones yeah. on lying on the bed and just go right for the next 40 minutes i'm just gonna be inside this record right and um and i, I don't do it as much as, as i used to and i love it mm. when i find an album like that i really do like that i can really spend spend some time with yeah, um yeah. it's it's great but even then like I, I i it's very very rare the big shop if i'm doing the big shop on my own right I might, I might listen to an entire album right okay yeah but then i also might you know i also might have to have the kids with me and it's like that's you know oh the there big gets, shop with kids it gets uh... to it gets to a point where you're like i could have one airpod in <laughs> yeah but come on <laughs> come on yeah Yeah, it's just you get it's like you know the phone is distracting enough without
0: you having to be also
1: listening to music on it as well yeah yeah
0: yeah i I, yeah i could i could have one ear put in and pretend i don't hear the screaming that would be yeah i could have both air puts in and just
1: just have my (laughs) like that's the good things about having having longish hair is you can just cover it cover your ears over and no one knows what a terrible (laughs) parent you are yeah no actually that's they're, they're crying tears of joy Mm. yeah that's what it is
0: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Alrighty, so like we'll, we'll get into the list then so song one is a song you fell in love with straight away yes so you've gone for a festival song by jeff rosenstock
1: yeah now this is I've, i picked this as the first choice of the entire list because uh, okay. there were lo- there, there, you know the thing about making this list i found it really hard and True. basically once i'd you know i i i, I was Putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and like sort of looking at the list and going, I'll 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 meditate on it for a little bit and I'll I'll try and think of all the different choices. Then I said, Look, you have to sit down and write. But literally I could I could replace every single one of these fifteen songs with a different song and I would be every bit as happy as I am with this list. Sure. But I thought this is this is a very deliberate choice. Jeff Rosenstock, in that he is somebody and Jeff Rosenstock, the band, is um is something that I properly fell in love with in the way that I hadn't done in ages right so this album came out in 2016 Mm -hmm. uh late 2016 so i probably heard it early 2017 um and uh a comic called adam Larter just tweeted oh this is the best album of the year worry by jeff rosenstock and so i was traveling home from a gig i uh was i was on the top deck of the bus i thought i'll listen to this album i you know i've seen adam at gigs before we would got a similar music taste i thought well if he likes it there's a chance i'll like it and i couldn't Mm -hmm. believe you know i was totally it made it blew my mind in the way that like you know to make reference it again like uh never mind by nirvana when i first heard it i was like i can't believe an album like this exists that is so perfect for me and um and i think festival song is probably two or three songs in maybe three three or four songs into the into the album and by that point i was like oh this is Absolutely, a a perfect record for me and I became like really obsessive about Jeff Rosenstock um Mm. to the point where you know um I recommended it to uh to James Acaster and then he ended up writing about Jeff Rosenstock a lot named his book after a Jeff Rosenstock song and we ended up interviewing Jeff Rosenstock and you know I went to gigs with with James and I took Ed along to a, a Jeff Rosenstock gig and I would you know I became really genuinely like it was like I discovered them at the age of sort of 15 or 16. I became right. really, you know, um, when, my, when I first, when my wife and I first went to a gig together, we went to a music festival, went to Primavera. And it was a bunch of bands that I really, really loved bands like shellac and, uh, Les Savy Favre and that kind of thing. And she got to see like a side of my personality, which is, I'll, I'll, love, i think I'll forever have that bit of me, which is like, um, I'm like a, like a little 12 year old kid, who's just like you know i've got like i loved i when i when i hear that music i love to dance and those those jeff rosenstock gigs i was like throwing myself around we actually went to a we actually went to see jeff rosenstock in a tiny little venue touring on this album right and it was uh um uh, probably like 100 150 people in the gig so tiny and so obviously the band are there on stage setting up and I uh, had seen them two days before in in Camden, and this was in in Kingston at the Fighting Cox, And uh, I went up to uh, to uh, uh, the, their, their drummer, and uh, I was just like I was like gushing. And my wife was watching me going like you just you're like a little kid, right? I was going, I just I love like your band so much. I just think you're so, I just think you're such a good drummer. I think you're so cool. Can I please have a photo with you? Like I'm really just like completely <laughs> m- melted in front of these like three guys who were just like what's going on what you're you're older than us (laughs) (laughs) why are you acting in this way um yeah but um i i I love it and it was really great for me because it made me think oh this will happen again and again and it will happen you know that happened in my late 30s Uh, it'll happen in my 40s i don't know who the band is but it'll happen in my 40s another band that i'll discover and i'll be like oh my god this band yeah. you know and what tends to happen now is that they're like i talked about before they're bands that um have been around for ages so right. like when i discovered the misfits i was like i discovered the me i saw what an awful word to use when <laughs> i didn't discover the it misfits, I, I think yeah I, I i think they've been going quite a long time um their t-shirts were already pretty popular by the time i i i um, hoved interview but i i didn't really heard them i sort of knew of them and then i heard um Uh, i I listened to the first two albums the walk among us earth ad albums and Mm -hmm. um i was like how how have i like known about the misfits and sort of thought of them as this sort of weird scary i just didn't realize what they were and i I immediately i was like this is going to keep happening i just hope it happens with bands that i can go and see live that aren't quite you know like the good the good thing about the jeff Rosenstock is they're a current band who are releasing new music and they're not kind of touring on a kind of yeah revival type kick although i also love that as well a lot of the gigs i go to at the moment are revival gigs so Mm -hmm. i I, Mm -hmm. but it it was it was it it represented something festival song because it it meant this is something i can i can keep going back to you know i can keep i'll I'll keep discovering bands that i love and it makes me feel like i'm 16 again and that's really
0: really exciting yeah so this this is the second jeff Rosenstock song that we've had on the um on the show is it um the second song from this album as well as so we had uh, we begged to explode yeah it's um, the opener that long ago. So that was I, and i i think because i listen to the songs i listen to the playlist like obsessively up until we record yeah. so I, like i know the songs for 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 doing the show so that's two songs from this album that i have been obsessively listening to over the last few weeks yeah and i'm head over heels Oh, okay. God. So for a
1: second there, I don't know why. I thought you were going to go, I'm totally underwhelmed. That's <laughs> a really long build up to go. And you know what? I think that you two are a pair of absolute wankers.
0: Have you not heard Brian not, Eno? Not the vibe of the show. No, no, I no. Know. Who chose Beg to Explode? Uh, Rob Meadon, the, the guy behind Brett Domino.
1: Oh, yes. He put out actually one of my. Favorite records of last year, which was his um sort of sort of jazzy funk covers of metal songs. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a, oh, oh, well, that's another reason to um to uh to talk to him on Instagram, which I occasionally do. Yeah. Um. um but yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant. I, and yeah, side note, I also love deaths that he's doing. Um, no worries if not. I uh, don't know if you've heard that song. No, I um, haven't actually. No. In insane. Like imagine it's like idols if they were slightly less sure of themselves um, <laughs> which but, can only uh, be a good thing oh so yeah. good so good I absolutely love that song amazing but um, I just yeah I, I just love that line that um, yeah they wouldn't be your friend if you weren't if you were worth something, something if yeah did, if you didn't have something they could take I think it's just yeah yeah brilliant it's um, a um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and um, like I mean I, I guess that's that is certainly true but in in, in any industry that's true yeah. And I think it's just aligning yourselves with people who aren't like that. Yeah, you know. And I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at doing that. Mm. But also, but also, like I'm not, you know, like my career is not a punk rock career. Sure, uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I write, yeah. I, write on, I write on Bake Off and Blankety Blank and stuff like that. These aren't <laughs> punk rock shows. Right. The shows I like, I really love them. You know. Yeah. sure. <laughs> and you know, but that's, I'm not, a, I'm not, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. I think I'm allowed to do it because I don't claim to be anything other than you know that that sort of thing. But, yeah. Um, but then but then again that's I guess that's why I enjoy the music as well because it is
0: it,
1: it's escapism into principles. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a little little fantasy.
1: <laughs> it's a little fantasy. Imagine if I had a spine. What would that be like? What would it be like if I had the courage of somebody else's convictions? <laughs> I didn't just want to like, live in a nice house in Beckenham with my two kids. <laughs> Make sure they could have shoes. Um, no, the yeah. thing is, the the, the the thing is as well. Like I I I, I love the, I love Jeff's like sort of relentless attitude to making making stuff. Yeah, like he puts out you know he puts out his friends' records. He he plays in about five different bands at any one time. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, the last time I saw him. He was it was a tour where the, the they were the, the band were being picked off in an in an it follows style, in a sort of final destination style by Covid as the tour went on. So they were coming across the country um, and it was a five piece band. And by the time Yeah, I think it was just by the time they they, they got to London, mm-hmm. it was two guys. It was Jeff, luckily <laughs> Jeff. I think if yeah. it wasn't Jeff, it would have there would have been a problem. It was Jeff yeah. and it was Kevin, the drummer. Um, right. Uh, so it wasn't. It, it, there was a point when it was just the three of them, which was the three I seen before, which is uh, John De uh Kevin, and and, and Jeff. Um, right. that So that would, would have been enough. Um yeah. But I saw them at this 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 gig, and, and like no one knew what was going to happen because it's a two piece. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he said, um, like, I'm going to just try and make this. As good a night as possible. Started yeah. did the first half hour just acoustic, him playing his songs acoustically. And such is his kind of fan base that all of the other parts got filled in by the audience. Oh. So like he played uh, nausea. I think he might have played nausea first or second. And um the horn parts, just the audience just sang them because we just know them s- so well. And oh. I was there with other, with other like loads of people who loads of radio ex listeners who I didn't know, and loads of other comics who I did know but didn't know were going to be there right and there were points when we were just turning around to each other going like this is actually almost better than if the five piece had shown up because this yeah. is a and then and then because he's played in so many other bands all the other bands that um who are supporting him yeah like they would come out and play some of their songs from the other bands they were in and jeff right. could play on those and it was just the most amazing sort of communal experience and i love that and he's also like he isn't a punk rocker in like he is a fuck the man guy but he's sort of like fuck the man with total joy in his heart yeah. you know he's got real real passion and 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 like righteous anger that that kind of manifests itself in a um in a in a total optimism you know mm. um his music like i his music cannot you know he he can sing about bleak things but the, the music suggests that he hopes one day things are going to be all right even if yeah even if that doesn't
0: look like that ever will be the case yeah um and i so the type of music i really connect with is the the sort of the bleaker themes but with a little bit of hope yeah yeah absolutely he's yeah. not there's nothing depressing about
1: his music even though he can be singing about really really depressing things yeah, yeah. and um yeah and i i love yeah. him i think he's i think he's amazing and um absolutely. yeah i just like any you know anywhere he's played like last time he played well the first time he played london after i really got into this i saw him like both both shows and mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just always... I always enjoy it. And every time I see him, yeah. he's got, like, a different and bigger audience, and there's always... Like, it, it's one of those gigs where every time I go and see him, he... there's I, I know loads of the crowd, you know. And I right. don't... You know, I just don't know they're going to be there, but it's yeah. great.
0: It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. All right, perfect. All right, Song 2 is a song that took you a while. So you went for a key two by Phoebe Bridges.
1: Yeah. Now, I this only the reason i picked this is you this is just this is a song that hit me in a different way this week there's a there's right, a, okay. like uh, uh, you you will know this as a as a recent dad there's a real shift that happens when you become a parent where mm-hmm. you end up watching tv shows and siding with the angry parents you know, yeah. <laughs> you'll watch a you'll watch a teen comedy and be like, actually, they might have a point. Yeah, you did break your curfew. You yeah, know you rode right too late. You
0: yeah, didn't ex- ex- exactly, exactly. That's actually exactly. really disrespectful. They were worrying.
1: They were eating their hearts out. And I know you're out there, but and and I think and and um, so I I've always liked Phoebe Bridges, and I've especially liked this. And again, this was a big song that got played a lot on Six Music in mm. lockdown. So it was right. one of those songs where I like. I, I try and make a, a like a list of songs I've listened to. They're not necessarily from the year, but each year. I'll yeah. li- make a list of songs I've listened to a lot that year. And um a lot of the a lot of the six music playlist ends up on there. Like you'll hear a song and go, Oh, this is great, I'll put it on my playlist of the of the year. And then after a while you go, I don't need to be on my playlist of the year. Six music can play it enough to me. And this was one of those songs. So I always really enjoyed it and liked it and didn't really think too much about it I just thought you know beautiful chorus just really you know just a really gorgeous poppy song that I really liked didn't really listen to the yeah. lyrics and then I heard uh, I heard her on the Adam Buxton podcast and she played it and she said oh yeah it's about you know disconnect a disconnect I have with my dad and being in Kyoto mm-hmm. on tour and being a bit bored and trying to call him up and talk to him and um and I was like okay right that's what the song's about and then she played it on acoustic guitar and it was great and um, then (laughs) I was driving driving home from the big shop the other day I had my youngest daughter with me in the back of the car and uh, I uh, was listening to Spotify on a kind of shuffle and this popped up and it like got me like a sort of icicle straight through the heart and I just started crying and I was like oh right oh yeah (laughs) This is the thing that... This is like... It taps into... You know, from being a, a beautiful pop song, it taps into what I think is every parent's f- fear. I don't mm. have... Wait, I, no, I, I don't think this is every parent's fear. I think it might be more of a dad fear than a mum fear. That you're going to come... You're going to end up as a deadbeat dad. Right. You know, that you're going to... Uh, you know, your relationship with, with the mother of uh, of the children is going to break down. Mm. And you are going... They, You know, they're going to be the central caregiver you're going to be around you're going to uh overcompensate undercompensate things are going to s- s- pass you by you know uh, birthdays mm-hmm. are going to get missed um you're going to you know whatever and i feel like I, I you know i i can't see that happening at the moment but you know life's very long isn't it and life can change yeah. a lot and i um and i was suddenly thinking oh god what if that's me what if i've got a you know Two 20 something daughters who are like texting each other did he remember your birthday and like yeah mm. well he did but like a week later and you're like oh and so it's a song that like i really liked but it took me a while to be like oh that's what it's about mm. and you know it's a it's like a little warning to dads it's, right. it's obviously i don't know if she that's the reason she's written it she's written it to process her own situation with her dad but it is if you're a father it's you know basically you know there's the old um chris rock joke of your job is to keep your keep your daughter off the pole right i think the indie boy version of that is your job is to stop your daughter ever writing kyoto (laughs) if your daughter's written kyoto you're
0: done fucked up you know that's you've made a mistake there yeah sure yeah no, I know, I know what you mean And I, I have been thinking about similar stuff Not 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 necessarily being like the deadbeat dad I do know what you mean But like, I think just like fucking up in a way that I don't mean to Yeah Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of the I don't know, like a lot of the shit I've had to process A lot of the stuff that um, Like my my mom and dad did a great job But there are certain things that they've done or said That I've sort of like, I've had to process Right? Yeah and it's not deliberate and they were doing their best. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's the, the odd the thing that slips through the cracks. And that's the thing that fucking terrifies me is like, what's the thing that I'm going to do? Or what's the thing that I do well, yeah i thinking about or accidentally that's going to be If you look thing. at
1: every one of your close friendships, not, even the, some of them that aren't that close, there yeah. is a moment, there's one moment, maybe more, where you've gone, that was absolutely my fault and I fucked up there and it wasn't. Intentional, I didn't do it out of malice, but I completely fucked up. And those yeah, are yeah. people you might only see two, three times a year. This is someone who's yeah. living in your house. You're talking to them constantly. You're there at a formative time of their, you know, the the, the, the. I mean, all of the most formative times of their life. Their, yeah. their brain is like a sponge. Everything you do and say is in some way absorbed by them. Yeah, sure. And so, yeah, and I think, I think it gives you. It's really interesting becoming a dad, becoming a parent because it makes you think about your your parents job and it makes you like it's equal parts letting them off for stuff oh yeah Good and time. and 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 also going oh god they had a like they had a they had a really hard time and i yeah. just i wasn't nice to them yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't you know like so it's like it's the, it's going like I, I i was awful to them but also they did bad things but i've got to, except that circumstances are really hard i'm I'm one of four right so i can only imagine like how exhausted constantly exhausted and constantly like stretched and constantly like you know busy busy and and financially worried you know like um you know we lived through uh you know lived through recession in the 80s and my dad lost his job and then he got another job again and you're like all these things where you go i remember it happening right you know I remember my dad like a couple of times when my dad got made redundant, and him sort of talking to me and saying, "Oh yeah, I've been made redundant." I'm going, "Okay," like you know, you know, even when I was like yeah. seventeen or eighteen, going, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." yeah. and it, and it, like me not realizing, of course, he was like, "Yeah, but how am I going to pay for the house we live in? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> All these yeah. things you think you are going to do, how am I going to pay for them all?" And you know, yeah. things worked out and it all turned out okay, but I just didn't realize any of that i would yeah. just be annoyed when he would be like yeah you can't go to three gigs in a week when you've got your gcse's <laughs> yeah you know if you yeah. go and see this band you have to leave at ten thirty, and you're like 10 30 is not when you leave gigs you know and so it's just it's it's just it's just mad
0: yeah 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 i, I yeah I feel, I feel also like movies and tv shows there's certain like you know um uh like parent child dynamics now that just like Certain things that just like make me cry instantly, yeah. Um, there, there are certain things that I've seen in, um, like you're bound to watch Bluey, yeah. Watch, I've watched Bluey, of course, yeah, right? yeah. Like, there are certain episodes of that that just like, and sometimes it's because it's I'm tired and I'm holding my son and I'm a little vulnerable, but yeah. like, there's sometimes I'm watching that and it's just like, oh god, like, the, like, the, just I don't know, something about that dynamic that really just connects with me now, yeah. So, yeah, I can see why you know, something like. Uh, Kyoto would uh, would would hit you in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to be different. Like, I just it's a generational thing. Like, I don't remember my dad crying all that much, and
0: I cry all right. the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah. I sli- you can see I've got I've got that bandage on. I sliced the top off my finger yesterday. I had to go and have it stuck back on in the urgent care. And um, but when I did it, I was like slicing fruit for my daughter right and the knife just like it was a freshly sharpened knife right um because i think i'm able to cook so i have a, like a knife block you know <laughs> of expensive knives yep. that i sharpen all, sharpen all the time and it just sort True. of slid through my finger and just took the top of my finger like opened it up like it and it like it was like a 12 inch knife and just slid through and just like the like the way i dealt with it felt what i should have done is gone okay well that's happened been very yeah. like you know like I had my legs shot off in the war and I didn't want the other troops to be worried because I was the sergeant major yeah, yeah. just hopped yeah. off to a corner and died but I was like screaming and <laughs> swearing and you know you go oh these are yeah. these are life lessons like yeah. both kids immediately started crying because they could see dad right. just like with his hand covered in blood yes screaming the f word you know yeah. but um, <laughs> but yeah all of these things that you have you go like it's It's just, uh, we're just, we're just, we're we're just constantly now being watched and on our our actions being observed and, and processed. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's, that's, that's a big responsibility. It really is. Like my, my, my daughter said, um, when she's like, when she's play acting, like Mm -hmm. being people, you know, being people, she'll often talk about like, Oh my, I, I, I really want a glass of wine. And you're like okay. I know where you've got that from. You've got that from your parents. You're not yeah. seeing that on you're not seeing that on Balamori. Right. You know. Yeah. And uh, and you go like, Oh yeah, is that gonna be a but then you know I they, they I, pick I, up on so much. I saw it's my parents things. drinking wine and now I drink wine. Yeah. You know, listen, it's just it's just a thing the Crosbys do. We drink yeah. wine, it's our thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I th- we, I'm, I was talking to my wife the other day in front of him and she said something i was i was in a mood and i just shot around and was like what and then next thing he turned around to both of us and did like the same face like, what yeah like, oh. oh no yeah When you, oh no he understands you, everything yeah
1: and he understands that that is an acceptable way to talk yeah to people
0: yep. yeah <laughs> yeah yep no good no good um anyway but obviously
1: you know obviously and all your all your wonderful characteristics and all my wonderful characteristics are also being passed on yes you know
0: yes yeah there are there are yeah Yeah. but
1: but i know i yeah it's always
0: there (laughs) isn't it that's a really good that's a really good point we've basically just spent like 10 minutes talking about how shit we are yeah i think if you've got if you've got even like a a a sort of scintilla of self-doubt then I, f- I was actually going to say that to you when when you said about you know worrying about being a debut dad. I think like the fact that you're the fact that that's a concern for you, and the fact that you're listening to this song, thinking, "Oh God, I hope that's not me." I think that's enough to put you on the right track, right? Because yeah. I think the the battle is showing up and trying, and if you keep trying, you'll be fine yeah 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 i think like that's the that's the thing with like deadbeat dads it's like they they stop trying well i don't know
1: man i think the parameters just like the goalposts just move and and what you see as acceptable behavior just changes and and like there's there's um uh a, a, a friend of mine i'll yeah i'll say that i'll say, it doesn't put paint him in a bad light but he was he was uh like he'd done a he'd done a a weekend club he's a comedian he'd done a weekend club and the headliner um was like you know backstage after the gig it's like a crappy you know like you know you you get paid 250 pounds for doing this entire weekend and you're stuck in a city that you don't live in you know in a in a hotel that's the that the, you know that maybe maybe it's eating up some of your 250 quid or is right. it's you know like it can be quite a bleak existence the old uh, life life on the road um and uh he uh was backstage with this guy and this guy like racks up a line of coke and um does a, you know does the line and he's like you know going oh and he goes like oh man i just love being a dad and starts talking <laughs> about his kids and you're like in his mind he's like well i'm not doing coke in front of my kid i'm away for the weekend <laughs> but it's like right. you know like i think that's the that's the, the sort of slippery slope of you going you know like i think in everybody's mind there is a kind of acceptable you know right. there's there's the the the, the latitude is it, it can shift at any point where you go right oh yeah well i'm not doing it you know like sure i'm doing it on the sunday before i then go and you know on the sunday a very early morning on the sunday before i go and get on a mega yeah. bus and then you know take my kid to their scouts or whatever but sure but yeah so i don't know okay you can still think you're a great dad and be an awful dad <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah sure <laughs> i mean, i would say you're setting a pretty low bar there as well you know <laughs> you can you can think that you're a great dad but you know if you're doing coke? Are you really?
1: <laughs> I, I, know, mean, I, sure, know, I I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, 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 you know, alienate any of the cokehead
0: listeners. Right. I'm sure recreation. Yeah. Are we is... have. Oh, we have many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my cokehead listeners. Shout out to all the cokeheads. Uh, yeah. Song three is a song for your introduction to music. So you've gone for speaking John of cokeheads. <laughs> well, let's talk about David Bowie. But David Bowie. Yeah. Um. You know.
1: Uh, yeah so uh, John I'm Only Dancing I think the reason I picked this one is my 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 dad had the changes to uh, he bought it on he bought it on vinyl whenever that came out which is right. um, the it's like a, it's, it's it's a it's a Bowie compilation and mm. um, I, I listened to that and, and again it was another one of those records where like I just ha- and I would have been really little I would have been in primary school so I would have been maybe eight eight years old nine years old and um i couldn't believe it like songs that made you feel like a space oddity made me feel physically sick it was so scary right. you know sure. but brilliant like i lo- like i couldn't stop listening to it but it made me feel physically sick um but then john i'm only dancing i i, I remember thinking this doesn't sound like pop music it doesn't sound right. like it doesn't co- it doesn't conform to a kind of conventional. Um, it goes like it goes into very weird places, especially at like the breakdown at the end. But even the chorus, mm-hmm. you know, it feels discordant. Um, yeah. That wasn't what I thought when I was eight years old. But you know, right. I, I, it felt weird and different, and it felt uh, like not like a, it wasn't comforting music. Mm. Mm-hmm. And but as a result, I was really drawn into it. Yep. and I love that I, I love that whole compilation I've since gone on to be a you know a massive massive fan of David uh, David Bowie um, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw that Moon Age Daydream movie recently and uh, God he's done a lot of stuff hasn't he <laughs> I mean he really he really pa- you know he's only alive for about 69 years but he packed a lot into it didn't he yeah. um, he didn't he didn't uh, fuck around but yeah stuff like stuff like John I'm Only Dancing where you go yeah. why is this so he, he has a he has a, a a melodic sensibility that so few people have, where he can he can make a song that is weird and dark and awful that makes mm. you, that really draws you in, mm-hmm. and um, and that was I think that was the the start of me getting into music that wasn't as you know con- wasn't the sort of conventional charts type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And again, it was another song that took me a while. I remember hearing it first and going, "Well, this is." There's something wrong with this song, right? And now yeah. that's the kind of songs I really want to hear—songs that there's yeah. something wrong with it, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I absolutely, I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I like. I think a lot of people have that moment when you hear a song and you're like, "Oh, I didn't know you were allowed to do this." Yes. With music. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I can see that definitely. Being, and I being think always.
1: if you look at Bowie,
0: like, I mean, obviously we didn't grow, we didn't grow
1: up through. I mean what were the first time I saw the first and last time I saw David Bowie was on was in 1996. So by that point, you know, he he was he was messing around with Jungle. I think it was the uh, was Earthling, was that the might be the, the the name of the tour and he was wearing the Union Jack Jack uh this Union flag jacket. Um uh but obviously if you if you're a kid, you know, if you're a kid watching Top of the Pops when um Starman came on mm-hmm yeah it's like a it's almost like a you know it's almost a song about the thing that was happening at the the time you know it's like you know i I had to phone someone so i picked on you hey that's far out so you heard it too there would have been people who would were watching david bowie going oh my god this is amazing i've got to phone somebody to check that i'm not dreaming that this is this totally different thing that's never been seen before and uh yeah and i that and i think that's what it was like listening to david bowie because yeah. even even in well, that would have been like the eighties for me. Even in the eighties, yeah. when like basically everyone wanted to sound like David Bowie, um, right. it still sounded weird. Yeah. It yeah. still sounded yeah. like an odd, an odd song that I couldn't wrap my head around. It didn't sound yeah. like you know, Human League or ABC or any of the other kind of you know Bowie influenced kind yeah. of bands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. It's, that's really good. It's 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 it's, it's permission to permission to be different and I, and also yeah. like you know david bowie gave kids permission to be different you know the yeah. idea like i love the fact that you you know you look back on um like old sitcoms like the lightly lads and you know even the people who are like the guy who works in you know the guy who runs the factory has got mm-hmm. long hair because everybody right. you know like it was you know that you know that kind of glam thing was just so prevalent mm-hmm. that everyone under 30 had you know like feathered feathered blonde hair and yeah, a wide so... lapeled suits you know yeah. this, which, which now seems like an extremely like outrageous way to dress if you dress like that now you, yeah. you like you you know lots of fashions come back around but if you wore a kippa tie you know paisley kippah tie in a wide uh, lapeled suit <laughs> and had and, and had like a feathered haircut yeah. You'd seem like some, someone from the, the from the past as opposed yeah. to, you know, like that was that was you know, somebody who worked for the council. Yeah. <laughs>
0: back in 1976.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Song 4 is a song that makes you happy. So, you've gone for My Old School by Steely Dan.
1: Yeah, Steely Dan are one of those bands that um like I you know, I I have always liked them ever since I was a teenager. I've always liked right. them and um the more i the older i get the more i like them because they are just old they're old clever clever curmudgeons and i think that just that just appeals to me they are um they're you know incredibly skilled musicians who sort of basically gave up touring around the mid 70s because they realized they could never create on stage the perfection Mm -hmm. of the studio they become very obsessive you know again big coke heads did a lot of coke hired the best musicians around hired and fired the best musicians around yes, and great dads though <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine what kind of dads uh <laughs> fagan and becca were um but 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 yeah they spent a lot of you know they they gave birth to some beautiful babies in the, their studio albums um but uh they looked after those those kids um, yeah, sure. um but my old school is uh it's just my favourite song of theirs. It's really, it's really fun. It's really upbeat. Mm. Um, it's uh, a fuck you to their old university, which feels like a great right. thing to be still be angry about in your twenties. You know, yeah, like sure. <laughs> still be writing <laughs> angry songs about your old, your old university. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it's the, it's the tail end of them. They would still. This is when they were still a live proposition. They, so, like I think this came out in around nineteen seventy-two, seventy-three, when they were mm. still touring. Um, right. and it still feels, I mean, they all feel like a band, but this feels like a, you know, a band that you could see and a song you could dance to. And yeah, I, uh, yeah, I love it. Everything about it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you need to be the greatest musician in the world to make good records, but sometimes the greatest musician in the world, the, the greatest musicians in the world do make good records. And, and yeah. this is, this is one of them. It's, uh, yeah. and I, I've, I, you know, I never saw the two of them together. I saw, um, Steely Dan for the first time. Only a couple of years ago after walter becker had passed away but uh i um they, they they're still doing the same thing they're hiring a a phenomenal band of incredible musicians right. and um yeah just it's it, they just they, i just think they're i just think you know f- for a band full of musos they're very funny and they're very fun they've got mm-hmm. a real sense of humor and i think that's what right. a lot of bands who are comprised of people who care a lot about what music sounds like and you know obsess uh, sonically obsessive bands mm-hmm. don't tend to also have a really sort of ironic sense of humor yeah sure sure Had you did you know yeah. this song was this a song that was familiar no this
0: you? like um a lot of this is brand new to me um and again just for 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 your context um i my my bubble of music that i listen to has been very very small for an awful long time right um which is part of the reason that i do this show um but uh like my most played playlist you know spotify does your like top 100 songs oh yeah so my top 100 songs for 2017 was the the playlist i listened to in 2018 and 2019 and 2020 oh right you just haven't so you've 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 locked on to a year pretty much yeah like a sort of just like I I had my music and then that was what I wanted to listen yeah. to and like if if bands that I liked released new music that's kind of what I what I listened to. Sure. Um I I mean I guess I was also listening to a lot of podcasts as well so it wasn't really like the main thing that I did listening to music. No, of course. Um but then yeah I I basically got to a point where I hated my music and didn't really like listening to mu- new music so I was at a point where I was like do I just not like music? Which is
1: uh, Yeah, I know I know I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, do I just do I like nostalgia? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, exactly. do I just like the feeling I'm three years younger, four years younger, fifteen years younger? You know, yeah. Or do
0: I actually, yeah? Do I want yeah. to explore new things? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, a lot, a lot of the songs I get on the on the playlist, and a lot of these songs were were new to me. Um, I love this song. I thought it was, I, 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 yeah, it's I love I love big bands. I love yeah. um I love big band energy um uh i've really come around to like bruce springsteen um in the last few years yeah is, like, the, the the big one that my dad tried to push on me for years yeah and my years. my dad was a big east street band fan yeah right absolutely. and also um, it was it
1: was the album the river was the album that my dad would put on when my when he was like doing his own thing right. so like and it would annoy my mum. um and not like it was not like they had a big bus up and he'd go you know crank crank the river um, right but um Uh, It would just be like
0: the music that he liked that she didn't really get along with. Um, Yeah, sure, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, like I've 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 since seen him live. Um, I I I just I I love anything that brings like a like horns into like a sort of rock and roll type song. Yeah, Um, it's an interesting thing. I I, I love this energy as well
1: because um, uh, who Jarvis Cocker in the nineties said he was a very anti-horns, and if you are a Britpop fan then he was like you can't have horns without knees up you know the phrase knees up springs to mind and i think you're talking a lot about you know like like you know the country house by blur and that kind of thing you know it's got that kind of the, but but obviously there is the other side of that which is the kind of like as you say the the big band which goes all the way back to the kind of the jazz tradition and they're they're a jazz fusion band at their heart um and it never feels like it feels like it never feels like their, their knees are you know anywhere near elevation no. they're just um you know they, this is this is a it's a, it's firmly it's a, planted. a the, 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 if anything they're on their knees furious furiously begging for their old university to take them back um yeah no it's like it, it, it's it's got that kind of it's got that sort of swing feel mm-hmm. um and uh, you could imagine a kind of you know like a tony bennett orchestra doing a, an arrangement of it and it wouldn't mm. feel out of feel out of place it's got that kind of big no. that big arrangement um yeah. but yeah i i love it i think it's a yeah. it's a song that just just and also as well i think the that i remember we going to see david O'Dougherty, the comedian david doherty years and years and years ago and he either ended a song maybe i'm misremembering this he might have ended his entire show it was definitely within a song but he might have ended his entire show by going basically my lesson to you is that um just don't worry about your friends taking the piss out of you for liking steely dan because they're wrong and you're right <laughs> that was it and i was like i was like oh yeah it doesn't really matter that they are you know like right they you know they, they i think even at the time they weren't particularly a cool band right yeah, yeah um i don't know actually maybe that's not maybe that's not true maybe in the early 70s they were a a bit but like now and now they're a kind of hipster band weirdly like mm-hmm. these things kind of come around like i i last time i went to see them i ran into um a, a friend of mine who um has a business making um mustache wax so you know like right. that's 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 the kind of uh, audience they're attracting now right. is uh yeah. you know e- e- oh, east 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 london uh east london hipsters um oh, wow. but they're um I just think there there's a lot of uh a lot of fun a lot of joy and if you listen yeah. if you there's a great documentary about the making of Age which um is uh one of their sort of seminal albums mm-hmm. and uh it's really fun but listening to like what um watching them like isolate tracks from songs they've isolate Michael McDonald's uh, vocals from Peg um and they don't do it in a like they do it, they do it they, they do it with real joy and real humor even right. though what they're doing is very incredibly serious. And at the time, incredibly expensive. You know, the studios cost thousands of pounds a day and yeah. all the equipment costs loads of money. You can do it all now really cheaply. But mm. um, but I, I love that. They just... Again, it's that thing of... I like bands who are fun and enthusiastic and, yeah you know, have got a real sort of... They're not optimistic. They're real old, cynical old farts. Even in their early 20s, <laughs> they were like that. Sure. But yeah, yeah. there's always humour. There's always you know they see the absurdity in the world and I love that
0: yeah sure yeah I actually think that David Rahini line is um, like really good advice yeah for for anything because um, like again through doing the show this, the, this show is the reason I first listened to Peter Gabriel and oh yes and I, I Peter Gabriel was uh, it's because of Peep show Peter Gabriel was like the punchline yeah in Peep show yeah, so yeah, like yeah. and it takes me effort to listen to new stuff so i just never listened to peter gabriel and then I listened to sledgehammer i was like this is oh, well if, this is yeah that great so <laughs> that whole album that whole so album is incredible and right
1: and and then um well we'll we'll get to guided by voices in, in a bit but i had never listened to genesis i'd never listened to um uh any of the peter gabriel era genesis um yeah, yeah, selling yeah. england by the pound or the lamb lies down on broadway or any of those kind of albums Mm-hmm. and then again you you know i turned 40 and i was like well i should be listening to genesis now uh, <laughs> and started listening to genesis and i couldn't believe how much uh ha- how much bands i loved sp- specifically guided by voices owed a mm-hmm. huge debt of gratitude um so i, I listened to a bunch of of, 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 of albums by uh, genesis and uh then googled like peter gabriel genesis guided by voices and like every interview with guided by voices he's like yeah they're my peter was my big inspiration for all this stuff. right so like yeah. they're a band who are you know kind of at the as far as i'm concerned at the vanguard of like 90s cool and whenever right. i go and see them i go and see guided by voices they they've got fans who are like you would see them as i mean god i always whenever i start talking about what i consider to be cool i always picture it ed gamble going well that's not actually what cool is but you know they you would see you would see cool dudes in their 40s wearing plaid shirts just like me leaping around but like you know they're you know there's there's a real prog influence there but yeah it's it's Mm. that thing of i think it's it is good advice because there's got to be a thing you like and especially when you're a kid things you like you're a little bit worried about there's nothing worse than meeting an adult who doesn't have confidence in their own taste right you know like I, yeah. I, there was, um, there was, and it was my, my wife who pointed this out. There was a guy, a commissioner we ran into. So he was like, he's like, worked for a TV channel, decided what got on TV, what didn't get on TV. And we ran into right. him in, in Edinburgh. And I said, oh, what are you going to be seeing in Edinburgh at the, at the festival? And he listed off a bunch of things in a really non-committal way, obviously in this show. And oh, maybe I'll go along to this show. Maybe I'll go along to this show. And then he went off to his show and my wife turned to me and went, he doesn't know what's good or bad. He's got no right. idea. And he's yeah. worried that he's going to, he's worried that he's bought tickets for the wrong thing. Or he's yeah, or he's yeah. going to see a show and, and I'm going to go, well, that's shit. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, I, yeah. I'd never do that. Why would I do that? Because if you've got tickets to right. see a show, you go and see it and you, you judge it. But like, it's, it's, that's almost like a kind of, it's quite tragic to see someone like that where you go like, you're, you're in your 40s and you don't, you haven't got to a stage where you go, this is the thing I want to see you yeah, know yeah. or I've heard great yeah. stuff about this from people I really trust I'm going to go and give it a go you know mm-hmm. his, his default was to be like oh, <laughs> you know might be shit yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Might be, you know, like, and it's it's a defence mechanism and yeah, it's the 100%. thing you've got you know yeah. like you know when I was when I was a kid that's what we used to do we used to take the piss out of each other's musical to- choices and then after a yeah. while you just go do you know what fuck f- 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 this you know yeah, I like the first Iron Maiden album you think it's right. embarrassing and you know, hair metal, and it is, but I love it. I'm just yeah. not going to. I'm not going to apologize. And the same for yeah. like you know, listening to prog rock. Now, I yeah. love it. I think it's, I, I think it's amazing.
0: I get I get very very bored now of people who like just like snark on the internet. You know, when people yeah. are like, ah, oh, no, uh, you shouldn't listen to that. That's not very. That's not cool. That's not good. Like oh, uh, like uh like Coldplay is a really good example. Yeah, like, people are like, like ah, uh, you know people like people who listen to Coldplay, like i who cares? i'm really guilty of that as
1: well because i you know when i did sketch shows at um university I, they would always have jokes like that that were like yeah sure you know uh you know you like jamie oliver or you like coldplay and even in even in i did we did a sitcom on the bbc the first episode had a joke mm-hmm. where uh i you know i i had two cds and it was like i was hosting a party and i had two cds in my collection and right. it was um cold play or christmas music right and i put on and i is. was like i was like uh well you know I, and i was like what should i do a cold play christmas music and then it's like you know and i go yeah maybe july but at least i'm not a cunt and um and i was like even i look back back on that now and i go yeah that's a bit of a shame you know? <laughs> it's a bit of a shame I did that because uh, there's yeah. someone watching that at home who's just got tickets to see Coldplay and you go right. oh they're having a nice old time you know mm. it's not uh, you know it's not if if it makes that person happy yeah sure then why not yeah. just let them, ha- yeah. let them have it
0: it doesn't take yeah. like it, it doesn't really take away from you <clears throat> no and that, I, I'm the same about reboots now this is like my, my big um Gripe is like when when there's something like rebooted, like I get it from the point of view of like it's a bit boring now. Like everyone's everything's gone through a reboot. Yeah, but then when people are like, um, like the, when Ghostbusters came out, oh, the or, classic, yeah, they did, um, they did like a gritty reboot of of Fresh Prince, and people were like, like, oh, it's disgusting. Why would they make this? It's gonna ruin the original. I'm like, you can still watch the original.
1: Yeah. It's not like that they, and- like they stopped the original to start making this thing. Exactly, yeah. There's so much... People have such a weird... It's a bit like when Neighbours got cancelled. And it was like, Neighbours is being cancelled. And you're like, when did you last fucking watch it? It's like, yeah. you know, you you can't be angry about all these things that you have. Like, yeah. You know, like, it's... It, I, I, I sort of get it if it is, you know, like... And I get... you know. I, so here's an example that I think I can understand. If you're an Arctic Monkeys fan and you don't like the direction they're going now, I will yeah. accept that because you are someone who loves you know Mardi bum and you know 505 but you can't really get your head around uh the, the, you know the, there must be a mirrorball or whatever the song's called the Mirable song the new one um right. or anything on the car i get that that's one thing because it does sort of feel like but even then if you go and see um the arctic monkeys live they're still mm-hmm. playing I Bet You It's Good on the Dance Floor. That record's not gone anywhere. You know, yeah, yeah. They, they will still do it. I, I, I sort of get that. But what is it's a completely different thing, when they've got, mm-hmm. you've got two Ghostbusters movies that are both, you know, very good. One's very good. One's okay. Um, I mean, they're, no, they're, they're, they're both good. But then like, it doesn't matter. You know, the new Ghostbusters movies don't stop those movies from existing. No, exactly. And what you, and exactly. it would almost be worse if they were like, what we're going to do is we're going to get the, three remaining ghostbusters <laughs> who, yeah. who are old men now you know yeah. old out of shape men and make them the Ghostbusters but that would be would be odd yeah um uh, yeah but uh, so i i think it's taken me a while to get there um sure. and then to a certain extent you know and i i, I I'll, I'll i'll say this obviously as I, I i'm very aware that this these people who pay my wages but um I think when we first started doing the Radio X show, we would occasionally make fun of the music. And we still do make fun of the Chili Peppers, but that is fair game. Um but um <laughs> we would occasionally make fun of the music and now yeah. we do it a bit less so, or we do it a bit more affectionately. Because yeah, you go if the if at the end of the song that someone has been you know, someone who's been bopping around their kitchen to feeling like they're they're um they're seventeen again um making their breakfast if you then go well that was a load of shit (laughs) you know what are you what do you get from that and what does that what do they get from that you get nothing apart from maybe feeling a bit more smug than you already are uh and and they get um they get like you you sort of suck the joy directly out of their soul why would you want why would you want to do that everybody likes different stuff just let
0: people enjoy things that's the message Let people enjoy stuff yeah (laughs) All right, so song five is a song that makes you sad. So you've gone for both sides now by Joni Mitchell. Yeah, now this is a song that has always made me sad. My mum was a big Joni Mitchell.
1: My mum is a big Joni Mitchell fan. Um, But when I was growing up, we listened to a lot of of Joni Mitchell's records. And um, she's someone who feels like she's from another world. She just does, like, it's sort of... There are people who sound a bit like her, and there are lots of people who've tried to sound like her. But Mm. nobody has her sort of ethereal tone no one has her ability to you know to, a, 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 a songwriting ability I think she's she's pretty much unparalleled mm-hmm. Um, she's just a, like a, a, I find her totally bizarre and I, the reason I pick both sides now is that um, uh, a few years ago I've always found that song really really sad really 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 sad and even cover versions of it make me feel just you know it can reduce me to tears but um, a few years ago she got she basically retired from from music she had a brain aneurysm yeah. and um got very you know she's she's old now and like all these artists are um uh from from the 60s and 70s uh and um she recently appeared at the newport jazz festival And I don't know if you've seen. I should actually. I I I should have actually sent you the YouTube clip of this. But Brandy Mm -hmm. Carlisle, who is a um, a singer songwriter, brilliant singer songwriter, uh, who was friends with Joni Mitchell, used to go around her house and do these Joni jams. And it would be like her and a bunch of musicians would go around, and Joni was slowly learning how to sing again and slowly learning how to play the guitar again. She had to watch old YouTube videos of herself playing the guitar to learn how to play the guitar again, and. then at the newport jazz festival brandy carlisle said she was doing like a little small tiny little gig on a small outdoor stage one day and um she brought out Joni mitchell and Joni mitchell did i think a nine or ten song set sat yeah. in a chair with other musicians like marcus mumford's there and uh, a bunch of uh, um, winona judd is there and um everyone is not like it is literally a jam the, the songs are there mm-hmm. i think they had a bit of a rehearsal some of them were rehearsed together and Joni is trying to um get through these s- songs and obviously she's you know she's not a 23 year old anymore um yeah, sure. but they're the doing doing both sides now which she probably wrote in her 20s and is now performing mm-hmm. in her 70s and you go like in you know if you <laughs> if you if you if you look at a uh you know like it's a bit like the song, like the song "Landslide" by um, by uh, uh, Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac song. You go these songs mm-hmm. that were written, like she wrote that when she was seventeen, and right. I saw her perform it a couple of years ago when I took my parents to see Fleetwood Mac, and you go, "Oh, it's written for a seventy year old. It's not written for a child. Like it's a, it's like it's like, yes. it's like uh, the it's like proof rock. Mm-hmm. It's like how did someone this young write something mm-hmm. that is absolutely about what it's like to grow old? Yeah. And um, and uh, I so when I saw that the, the the first few videos popped up of this gig uh, of mm-hmm. like people filming them on their phones and I basically like found every Twitter account that had that some that had someone that had been at that gig and watched it from right. every angle and sat yeah. in my office sobbing and then I yeah. talked about it on Radio X I was like you've got to listen to this you've got to watch these videos and I would get I was getting messages from people on Instagram saying. I just can't stop crying it's so and there's especially yeah. there's one shot which is someone in the front row and they're watching her sing and Winona Judd is singing backing vocals and mm. she's doing that thing you know when people touch their face to be like I'm not gonna cry I'm not gonna cry and then just the tears start coming and she's singing backing vocals and she's crying and it doesn't like the first chorus doesn't sound that good everyone doesn't quite know where it's coming from and then the second chorus sounds amazing and the third chorus is just transcendental and um yeah it's it's it, it, it's just it's just out of this world and it makes mm. you like and it it sort of makes you sad but it also makes you like it makes you happy that you can f- you know like <laughs> you know like you can press a button like a like a like a, a, a soda dispenser <laughs> and tears can come out <laughs> it's like if i want to tap into the feeling yeah. of being both thrilled and in total despair at the fact that i'm alive right i've got that and i can yeah. just i can just i can just find that at any point and find Joni mitchell singing this song yeah and um i wow. i love it i absolutely yeah. love it
0: i'll need to check out the video then yeah i should i should have yeah, I, I... I really
1: should have sent it to you but but i'm sure yeah. you've
0: heard one of
1: the, like she's done several versions of it
0: but yeah i'm sure you've heard yeah well I, like the this the song itself is is, is gorgeous and. Yeah. Um, oh, there's just something about the there's something about her songwriting that I just like. Really, just I I was gonna say really connects with me. It connects with everyone. It's yeah. um, it's it's just a, a it's it's poetry. It's it's just beautifully told, and it is quite a quite a sad song to to reflect on as well. Like that sort of like,
1: and again, it's yeah. one
0: of these things where you have
1: to be really in the mood. For it to, you know, right? I don't think I, you know, um, it's not on any of my sort of shuffleable playlists. Yeah, you know sure. it's not. I don't want it. I don't want to be like, you know, you know, jogging it's around the park. Your day, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Why is that guy in running shorts just collapsed onto a bench? <laughs> it's just that's yeah. It's but I but I I love the fact that it exists. so I, I really yeah.
0: I really do. No, it's it is gorgeous. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, song six is a song to relax to. So you come for best of Jill Hives. Now I've so picked, I picked. I picked this one. I picked this one because um, there are certain songs, and there
1: aren't many of them, where I just want to hear that song. Mm. And there was a period, um, in my uh, there was a period in my in my early mid twenties, when I would just listen to this on repeat i would just get uh probably probably on my like cd uh, discman um i would just put this song on like a you know like a uh, on repeat and just listen to it constantly just almost zoning in and zoning out of it and so that is like there aren't many i I was trying to think i I don't really like i don't really think about i'm trying to think about when i relax i don't know what i do to relax i do lots of things that i really find very fun but i'm not a relaxy kind of person um i don't you know i don't like you know i don't sort of crave beach holidays or anything like that i like getting out and doing stuff um but if i want to kind of like switch my brain off sometimes and i think there's something especially about the the kind of the boom 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 but they sort of the the kind of the kind of plodding baseline um that and also the nonsensical lyrics you know like uh bob pollard writes these i think he i think he heard um i think he heard the phrase best days of our lives misheard the phrase best days of our lives and thought it was best of jill hives and i was like what is that and it's like oh know i said best days of our lives and he's like right well i'm writing it. in the same way that um paul mccartney heard salt and pepper and heard heard sergeant pepper and was like right well i'm That's writing that right. um and and so there's not <laughs> i don't think i don't think there may be meaning to it right. but i don't know what the meaning is it just yeah, its sure. very good at stopping my brain from working and actually yeah. i listened to it so often on repeat that um uh my girlfriend at the time um when i was when my birthday rolled around she made me a cd a mixed cd uh that was called party playlist and i was like oh great yeah. and i put it on and it was this song <laughs> just 15 times Brilliant. and i was like oh great that's <laughs> It's both very funny and also very useful. I'm putting this on now. I'm going to listen to this. I don't even need to bring out my bring out my my copy of uh, of, of the best of and just listen to it. But yeah, yeah um, that's good. Are you do, you do you know anything about Guided by Voices? Are you familiar with their their stuff? No, this is the this is the first. Cause, but because um... if you want to find a band that's hard to get into, right? That Jesus Christ, they've got a lot of records. They have right, got okay. and, and and Bob Pollard is somebody who um he like he writes he writes like um like he works in the brill building gets up every morning and just churns out 15 songs records them all really cheaply on a you know like i mean like you know like especially back in the 90s mm-hmm. he'd rec- you know like some of their bigger songs uh songs like game of pricks they sound like they were recorded on like a fisher price walkman um right they uh uh but now he's like he's he's since worked with like uh rick arkosek from the cars and stuff and you know properly produced uh records but uh just churns them out and has done solo stuff and guided by voices stuff and um, they used to release these suitcases which was like five or six albums of you know 30 songs each and every i've got a, i've got one of them actually every song on it is by a different band but they're all just him. <laughs> it's just him. Right. Like so, he would like he'd come up with for each album, come up with thirty different band names and thirty different songs. Wow, okay. So like he just is, he just pumps them out. But for yeah. some reason, his quality doesn't seem to have dipped um, because he still is re- producing amazing. Like if you if you ever you know release radar on Spotify, mm-hmm. if you get you know if you ever listen to your release radar, like who's releasing a record this this week. My picture is always a picture of Guided by Voices. The picture that shows up will be like this is the person that's released a record this week. It's always a picture of of Bob Pollard because um he's always releasing a record. He's constantly, right. constantly putting out <laughs> putting out music, and um yeah. and I love it. It's quite it's quite inspiring. It's mm. you know like it's, it's, for anyone who creates, you know, it's like that thing of you never, you know, if you don't go down to the riverbank, you're never going to catch any fish. Well, right, he is, you know. He's the reason. He is the reason that he's that the the oceans are in so much trouble. He's over-farmed <laughs> the oceans of music.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love that. It was. Um. I really liked it. It's a very. It's a very meditative song, and I think the. Um, I I know what you mean. Like I I I'm not I'm not necessarily one to. Um, yeah, sit down and try to switch my brain off but I need to sometimes Yeah, and I think songs like this are really good for that like it just sort of allows your mind to drift um, and you can think about other things or you can sort of not focus on I don't know like work or something that's stressing yeah. me out Um, but yeah there's just something about this song that just like it just took me away for a little bit and I think the, the bass line that you mentioned is one but I think the it's not about the the vocal melody as well. It's just sort of I think because of the flow of it, it just yeah, it just sort of takes you away a little yeah. bit. And, and well, try listening to it thirty the, times it. in succession,
1: and then you know see where you are after that. All right, challenge accepted. Yeah, my, my brain will be mush. But it's interesting as well his vocal style because he sings yeah. in a you know he's also like a really weirdly. <laughs> the last time I, I i saw him i saw him with my friend richard and um he's very he's like a big guy mm-hmm. like a famous drunk um so not like he sings in a quite sensitive way i think right but he's big and aggressive and ch- chugging beers on stage and has released albums of his of his between song banter right okay um which is often very aggressive and you know like very funny but like um uh, richard said afterwards he's like at any point if he started like going on some sort of maga rant mm-hmm. you wouldn't be surprised and I, there's nothing he's ever said or in any of his songs that suggests that but like just the big right. brash american beer chugging yeah, persona should... if he suddenly yeah. started you know you know popped on a red cap and uh, started spouting some qAnon theories it wouldn't be surprising um right <laughs> but he was he's a big peter gabriel obsessive and actually if you listen to that early peter gabriel that voice he almost sings like the the the, the voice he sings with is almost a british accent and it is basically mm. the voice that peter gabriel sings with in um in his early prog genesis era right, i couldn't okay. it, it blew okay. my mind how similar it is it's like he's yeah, yeah. it's like he's gone oh that's that's the way i'm gonna sing and when he was a kid he loved uh genesis he loved peter Gabriel. Sure. And was like, yeah, I want to do that. But instead of um, doing a song that lasts thirty-five minutes and is seventeen different songs sewn together, I'm going to release an yeah. album that lasts seventeen minutes, oh, thirty-five minutes. It's seventeen songs, and every song is by a different band, but they're all right. Me. Okay. So, like, that's
0: that's <laughs> how he's gone for it. Excellent, excellent. Um, all right, song seven is a song from your preteen years, so you've gone for the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah. And that'll do it for part one of episode 48 Of Mixed Table Identity uh, Roughly the halfway point here And what better sizzle, what better way to get you back To listen to part two Than to tease you with Matthew Crosby Talking about The Lion Sleeps Tonight" By Tight Fate It's great stuff, has to be done um, If you like the show Listen to part two that, 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 That's basically it, I'll talk more about how you can Help the show and support the show In part two, but yeah, for now just listen to part two uh give us a follow on instagram leave reviews all that good stuff um but yeah i'll I'll, I'll see you in the next episode it's a good one so come on back